Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and I've got a weird echo in my headphones, and I don't know why. Uh, it doesn't seem to affect the recording, but it is really bothersome to me, and I haven't figured out why this is happening. So, yeah, uh, I don't like it. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like it. Today, we are going to talk about Fisker's Q4 2022 earnings call, and um, we're just going to jump right into it because I've spent a lot of my week either podcasting or setting my new computer up so that I can podcast. And when just when you think you got everything fixed, like you pay to upgrade plugins and you mess with the software until everything seems the way it was on the last computer, um, just when you when you get to that point, you get that weird echo thing that I was telling you about. I don't know why it's there. I, I honestly don't know why it's there. But it is it is bugging me. Anyway, first up, we have Heinrich Fisker, who's going to give his opening remarks. I'm going to be honest with you. His opening remarks were originally like 19 minutes long, and I cut them down to 10 minutes. Um, I will tell you all the stuff that was relevant that I cut out at the end of the clip. So let's go ahead and dive in. Our number one priority is launching a high-quality Fisker Ocean with class-leading features and range. We are excited to get the ocean in the hands of our loyal customers once the homologation process is complete. The ocean homologation testing is expected to be completed in March, which will be followed by a regulatory approval processes. I had ex uh, expected us to be farther along when we last spoke in November, but we encountered some testing delays due to weather and COVID absences and some complicated retests that slowed our process. We took on a lot by doing both U.S. and Europe homologation at the same time, but the ability to sell the ocean in so many countries is an important de-risking strategy and gives us the opportunity to increase sales and shift to whatever, whichever market offers uh, the strongest growth. And I just want to emphasize that it's not normal for any car company to actually do dual homologation in two continents, but I think once this is done, it's a huge advantage for us because we have also built out our complete service and sales network in Europe. So it really opens up endless possibilities for growth. We recently completed our EPA and WLTP range test, 
And our internal findings show a longer range for the Fisker Ocean than we initially projected. And this reinforces our expectation that the ocean will have the world's longest range of any SUV across over price below $70,000 or 70,000 euros. And Bukot would go into that detail later. If you remember, we had announced 350 mile range here in the US EPA. And uh, I would just say, I think it's gonna be closer to 360 than 350. And in Europe, uh, we had announced 630 kilometers. And I think this will be closer to 700 than 630. We obviously can't announce the exact numbers yet because they have to be verified by the two agencies, but we have run all these tests. And I wanna say uh, congratulations to our engineering team because they've done an amazing job in refining every little detail that attributes to getting this long range more than we originally had expected because we actually use some of these vehicles uh, from our startup production to actually refine and refine and refine. And of course, there's not one element alone that makes this long range. It's really the genius, I would say, of our engineering team that has created this and being a company that launched its first vehicle and achieved the world's longest range, I think is pretty amazing, specifically because it's also an affordable vehicle. So congratulations on that. And I'm super excited when we get the final ratings, but they're gonna be good. Um, let's get to the ocean demand. Uh, our reservations continue to increase despite new competition and competitors' price reductions. Net reservations and orders now total approximately 65,000 for the Fisker Ocean, reflecting the large and growing global addressable market for a well-appointed electric SUV. As we start deliveries, we expect increased brand awareness to drive even more customer considerations and demand for the ocean. We price the ocean extremely competitively, considering the many proprietary features such as class leading range, California mode, solar sky, solar roof, horse, the, the amount of horsepower in this vehicle for the price amazing, the 17.1 inch rotating screen and digital 4D radar and on and on. I, I could keep on, on, on that, but it really shows that people appreciate how unique our vehicle is. And as consumers have opportunities to interact in person with the ocean, we expect this value to increase and, and, and really resonate and drive even more sales. We continue to showcase the ocean throughout a variety of brand building activities. Two of the larger recent events include media investors and business partners in Austria and Las Vegas. Uh, our pop-ups continue to be very popular with the reservation holders and prospective customers, many of whom drove long distances to get their first glimpse of the Fisker Ocean which shows how passionate and committed uh, our customers are to the brand. And, and I really, really appreciate that. And I think it really builds, again, a strong foundation for our brand. And since our last earning co earnings call, we also took the ocean to six states here in the US, Texas, New York, Florida, Las Vegas, Utah, and California, and also uh, uh, did pop up in many European countries. And of course, uh, we'll continue doing that and actually increase it uh, as we move forward. Uh, I want to just highlight a couple of, of really innovative things that are inside the ocean. Uh, one is the user interface. And I know there's been, of course, a few videos on, uh, you know, on social media about it, but those were all early uh, pre-production versions of this user interface. The final user interface, I just want to tell you, it's amazing. Uh, I, when I go in the car, and I, let me tell you, I, I actually hate computers, quite frankly. Uh, I, I'm really not good at it, and I don't know. When I use them, they always break down. 
But I want to tell you, when you get in this car and use it, you don't need any instruction on how to use it. It's just like the first time you picked up an iPhone. It just is intuitive. And that is what's really cool about this user interface. And that was all developed in-house. Now, also what is super cool, and I'm really impressed about uh, what we have done in-house, is the ocean over-the-air update capabilities. And they are now complete. It's amazing to experience the vehicle getting updated and improved fully over the air. And, and this was all developed in-house. It's just super cool to see. And then finally, the Ocean will come with advanced ADAS controller and sensor suite, which is designed to be continuously updated through our OTA platform. And Bukart will talk more about that. It obviously also gives us endless opportunities to uh, bring some really cool features to market later because the foundation is so advanced like the digital radar, for example. Okay, <clears throat> let me get to a short pair update. The pair group program is progressing well. We achieved our goal of a drivable pair prototype before year end last year, which you may have seen me driving around uh, in LA. It was quite fun, actually. Uh, today, we are revealing more of the exterior uh, production design. Uh, for example, the rear lighting is a continuous light strip around the rear window with an integrated high-mounted brake light. Uh, the side view has a unique, iconic graphic and a clean sculptural body side with pronounced fenders that really gives it a powerful wide stance and also means the car in this price range is going to handle amazingly. Uh, the overall front lights have uh, the signature of Fisker dual light bars surrounded by high-tech light graphics. And then the vehicle sits a bit higher off the ground, and you also have a high seating position, even though it looks quite sporty. And that's really is perfect, specifically for city driving. And that is combined with this big canopy, that huge uh, round window, which I think today might be the most advanced front windscreen on a modern car, uh, because there's a lot of new rules and regulations on how to do front windscreens. So we don't see these super round windscreens anymore that we used to see in the 60s, but we have actually achieved that. And it gives you an amazing view of the road in front of you, anything that happens in front of you. Finally, uh, the dynamic shape has already undergone extensive aerodynamic testing in the wind tunnel, and we expect the top version to achieve well over 300 miles. Uh, we will offer two different battery packs because I also think because of the price and the size of the pair, this may be uh, a second EV for many EV buyers that already love CVs and drive CVs, and therefore they may not need to carry around a giant expensive battery if they're only using it as a city car. So we'll offer some different variations there. We also have some super excited different interior variations, but we'll talk about that later. Um, and the pair is being engineered using new automotive specific specifications. And that's important, the new automotive specification, because that's how we achieve the base price of $29,900. That's not a price we just threw out there. We've actually gone through all the development to ensure that that is the price that we're going to achieve. I'm super excited about that. Um, the current pair reservations are just exceeding 5,600. We did release some new images, images today, so maybe that'll uh, pop up a bit as well. Uh, and then finally here, I want to talk a bit about uh, our future product portfolio. Because, you know, in the end of the day, uh, we do have uh, our goal to reach 1 million vehicles per year. So later this year, at our inaugural Investor Day event, we expect to showcase our future, or at least some of our future product portfolio, with several durable prototypes. And they will all be in new segments, 
and we are we are we are still keeping our promise of always having at least four unique features on each vehicle. So we will showcase the pair, which has some amazing features never been seen before on any vehicle. We will also showcase the Ronin, and then we will showcase our our Alaska program, which is our take on a pickup truck. And we have some amazing features that have never been done on a pickup truck before. I'm super excited about showing that. Um, there's another cool thing about this pickup truck, and that is that we actually are able to use a lot of the ocean components in that vehicle, which means we're going to be able to do it faster and more affordable than probably a lot of other electric pickup trucks out there. It's going to look really, really tough, but still beautiful. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about showing that. Anyway, I can get carried away when we talk about product. All right, let's get to sustainability. Uh, that's another of our super brand pillars. It's really at the heart of what we are here for. And the hard work on ESG continues at the company. We, have, we are progressing on company targets aligned with the United Nations Sustainability Development Goals that are materially relevant to our company. Additionally, as we prepare for our next annual ESG impact report, we have completed our life cycle assessment for the Fisker Ocean. And based on our foundation of transparency and to lead the auto industry, we expect to publish this LCA or life cycle assessment during the first half of this year. We are super excited to share the results, furthering our leadership in sustainability. All right. I'm going to start with some of the things that I edited out. Uh, first up, Fisker says that it will be profit profitable in 2023. They're currently transitioning or pivoting from vehicle development to production and deliveries. They're working on uh, deploying their mobile service vans, and then they also have service partners in key markets. I'm a, I would imagine that this is very difficult starting out because the United States is huge. Europe is huge. Like, how do you cover that with mobile vans and uh, service centers, you, you have to have some service partners enabled in order to make that work. So I would imagine this is very daunting. Fisker has officially received permission to sell vehicles in California, although they're not going to be delivering any vehicles uh, in Q1 of 2023, it sounds like, uh, maybe at the end. They have delivery centers that they're working on. Home delivery partners are secured for all of their launch countries. Uh, they're going to have pop-up delivery sites. Test drives will be available, so check Fisker's website because it sounds like they're moving those test drives around. And then they've got partners for home and public charging. That's all been finalized. Now we're going to go into some of the things that he talked about. He talked about um, homologation and this is mentioned several times in the earnings call. And if you don't know, because I had to look it up too, so don't feel bad. This is a, like an approval pro process for them to, to get the, the car certified to sell and all that stuff. One of the things that Heinrich said is that they are working on uh, deliveries in the United States and their launch countries in Europe all at the same time. This is either a genius or a huge mistake. <laughs> Only time will tell. I mean, for my money, who's, you know, a dude sitting in his basement podcasting, the Fisker Ocean is built in Austria, so it would be easiest for Fisker to actually start deliveries in Europe and then hold off on the U.S. market. 
But I do understand why they want to get into the U.S. market because there's a lot of money and there's a lot of reservation holders here. And I don't know this for a fact, but there might be, you know, the most reservation holders in the United States. So I kind of see why they want to do this. One of the cool things that he announced was the Fisker Ocean is going to have a longer than expected range. So we're looking around 360 miles or 700 kilometers. We're still waiting on governments to approve those numbers, but that's pretty cool. They did talk about manufacturing. I cut that out. It sounds like they're close to production. Uh, This is going to be a slow ramp for Fisker. So that allows suppliers to be ready and to catch up. So they're not outstripping what their suppliers can give them in terms of parts. Their production partner, Magna, currently has the ability to build 100 Fisker oceans a week. So that's 20 a day, 100 a week. That's pretty good starting out. Um, as far as ramping up goes, I did cut out, they talked about demand. I cut that out as, as well. Demand is currently strong. They have 65,000 reservations and those reservations are continuing to go up. So that's a positive. One of the things that I really liked hearing about was their prioritization of over the air updates. Like this was something that they built the car with over-the-air updates as a priority versus building the car and then over-the-air updates were a secondary goal. Um, Sounds like this is going to work out of the box, which is great. That's fantastic. Let's see here. They talked about their affordable vehicle, the Fisker Pair, which is a sub-$30,000 vehicle. Future projects, they have the Ronin. And the future product I'm most excited about is the Alaska Project, which is a truck. So that's awesome. It seems like Fisker is approaching a lot of the things that they're doing much in the same way that Tesla talked about in an investor day. Like, where can we reduce weight? Where can we improve efficiencies? Where can we reduce cost and still make a really good product? It seems like they have similar goals in mind, which I'm sure all car companies do. It's just relevant because we just had three episodes on investor day. So I just figured I'd give it a little callback. Next up, we're going to hear from Burkhard. Uh, He's going to talk about the tech in the ocean and the pair. This is like another clip that I cut down. It was very long. This is only cut down to a few minutes. So let's go ahead and listen to that. All of our efforts remain focused on launching a car with high-quality hardware and software functionality. For example, the ocean comes equipped with a great set of base ADAS features. The ocean's ADAS Functionality is very competitive and comparable to that seen in premium German brands. As Henrik alluded to, however, there is more validation work needed to finalize our, our FI pilot ADA system in the ocean. We plan to launch OTA updates over time to continually improve the customer experience and product performance. In terms of OTA readiness, we have successfully implemented OTA updates of key domain controllers, like ADAS, even including its sensor set or vehicle control unit or cockpit computer, to name a few. All of the OTA components, from ECU component level to Fisker pipeline and cloud, have been reviewed by a third party and have been proven to be functionally safe and ISO 26262 compliant and furthermore cybersecurity compliant following ISO 21434. Similarly, The ocean multimedia integration is quite impressive. The sound system delivers two-year experience in the car. In cooperation with the leading sound studio, our multimedia experience has been optimized for low NVH 
and implement it with our unique UI UX so users can enjoy a premium hassle-free experience. Now to touch briefly on PAIR. While we are currently focused on launch activities for the ocean, PAIR engineering continues to ramp up and we have made great progress by utilizing our India Lab. Our first drivable pair prototype was built at the end of 2022, which marks a significant milestone in the program's development. The pair will have a truly revolutionary electrical architecture with the many ECUs in a traditional vehicle consolidated down to just a few central computer units, which we call the blade computer. This enables us to execute a fully next-generation electrical architecture for Fisca pair which will be a software-driven car of the future. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, that is it for opening remarks. I can't remember if I mentioned this or not. I skipped uh, Gita Gupta Fisker's uh, opening remarks, and it wasn't because it wasn't interesting. Uh, She just talked about a lot of the same stuff that Heinrich talked about. And um, honestly, we're going to hear a little bit more from her in the questions uh, and and get a little bit more detail. So I figured in, rather than having to listen to, listen to uh, her opening remarks, we would just get that same information from the questions. So our first question comes from Jeff Osborne, and he's going to talk about the cadence of production and deliveries. How should we think about the cadence of production through the year? Last quarter, you had given some helpful commentary on you know what you thought production would be by quarter. You obviously reiterated guidance for the full year. I assume 
we should be all on the same page, not assuming any deliveries in, in calendar Q1, and then is the, the old production ramp still applicable or, or no? Those are a lot of questions, so let me take one by one. So deliveries have nothing to do with production. Deliveries have to do with homologation and getting the approvals to sell the cars. So I want to separate the two. We can produce cars today. Uh, as long as we get, like I mentioned earlier, if, uh, we are starting to get parts. I saw batteries uh, last week. I'm seeing other parts coming in. So as long as parts keep coming in, we can produce the cars, no problem. But what we need is the certification to sell the vehicles in Europe and U.S. And I think Bukhart went into great detail about that already. Now let's come to production itself. We can produce, uh, Hendrik mentioned, 20 cars a day, and we have a very clear plan with Magna Steyr on how to increase this production capacity week on week on week all the way through to December uh, this year. So the numbers we had, the guidance we had given hasn't changed in terms of what we can produce. What we need to monitor, as I mentioned, is supplier ramp-up. So as I alluded to, certain suppliers, they feel they need a little bit more time for their own PPAP processes, high-quality PPAP processes, and we will monitor what that means between March, April, May in terms of where they get to uh, peak, peak production. But I'm expecting that by June timeframe, all the suppliers are fully ramped up to our uh, production needs, which is more or less uh, 5000 a month at this point in time. If I understood her correctly, she was saying that we're going to hit 5000 vehicles a month in June. That seems like a lot. And maybe I didn't understand her right. I listened to this clip several times, and this is how I'm taking this. But if I'm if I'm misunderstanding, let me know. It's Bodie B O D I E at nine one eight digital dot com. But that's kind of what where my head went when she was talking about this. I think that's a lot. They they're currently capable of doing a hundred a week, and that doesn't mean they're doing a hundred a week. That means they are saying they're capable of doing a hundred a week. Uh, that's four hundred a month. That's a lot. That's a, that's a big, big difference. Next up, we are going to hear from Dan Levy. Some of the stuff in this clip isn't necessarily related to this show, but I do think it gives you some good context about the company. So I left it all in there. Um, and we get a little more detail on the Alaska project, which I'm really interested in. But before that, we are going to hear all about Fisker's R&D, like research and development, and how much they're spending and why they're spending less this year over last year. I want to just ask about, about the R&D guide. So you're, you're guiding to 2023 R&D of 160 to 199. And this is a significant step down uh, from the $400 million plus you did in 2022. So maybe you could just talk about, please, the... Um, the underlying requirements or dynamics in R&D spend, why it steps down, and maybe what R&D is required in the future for new product, be it Pear, Ronin, or uh, Alaska. Thank you. Great question, Dan. So, Dan, when a company starts up operations, you have a certain level of inefficiency, uh, and that's why we have uh, a lot of outside uh, uh, suppliers and we have relied on uh, Magna to do some of the engineering. Uh, also, we relied on certain suppliers to do some of the engineering, which is why you saw a higher ED&D bill for Ocean. 
Now, as we go into the second vehicle, on one hand, we have enhanced our own internal team, including a pretty significant um, uh, employee base in India, which, as we know, is a much reduced cost than hiring here in California. So that uh, accounts for some of the reduced costs where we brought some of the R&D in-house. The second point is that we have certain areas where we don't have to repeat the engineering. Let me give you some examples. So, for example, the OTA pipeline that Bukhar talked about, once those investments are in place, we don't have to repeat them. Hendrik talked about UIUX. Once that development, the base UI UX experience is developed, now you're doing a spin-off. You're going to modify that. So there are many, many, many areas, including I can talk about in EE architecture, where we have the capability to take over certain components from certain suppliers and carry over and use those over our second vehicle. Uh, and finally, you know, we are more efficient. We have a team that works together, smarter just far more efficient when it comes to um, uh, next year. And Dan, maybe just to add to that, you mentioned Alaska. That will be very broadly based on the ocean. We're going to call it the FT32 platform, but it's really a derivative of the ocean. So again, you're not, you're not now you know, uh, engineering a car from ground up. And that's also why we can have, you can create a driver prototype really quickly because when we created the first driver prototype of the ocean, there was nothing there. Everything had to be new. That's not the case with future vehicles. Uh, Dan, I hate to say the final comment, but uh, frankly, there is a price point for a new startup. There's a price of entry, and suppliers generally charge you a higher ED&D. Once you get past that phase, you are welcomed into the club, and you get treated like a real OEM. Great. Thanks. And then... Uh, a follow-up, maybe you can talk a bit more about the timeline of PAIR. Um, you mentioned you have a prototype, but how many incremental prototype stages are there? You know, at what point do you start to do the supplier sourcing? When does the bomb get locked in? And I think you had mentioned at one point that there was a, a high amount of carryover content from uh, ocean to pair, maybe you can reiterate if that's still the case or any incremental color on that front, please. Thank you. Yeah, so first, what I mentioned was a new way to specify a vehicle. And what I mean by that is that when anyone anywhere in the world creates a car, it is a set of spec books. And spec books means that every part could be the mirror, for example, there's a spec book on the mirror, and that spec book, for example, on the mirror might contain 20 different things from the little light that has to be to glass, the cap on the mirror, the, the, you know, everything that's in that mirror, the little electric motor, whatever. And what normally happens is you create that spec book, uh, specifically as a startup, together with suppliers sometimes. What happens with normal OEMs or traditional OEMs that's been added for a while they take the spec book from their previous car and they apply it to the next car, which essentially, I mean, it's just like a recipe in a bakery. You know, when the son or daughter takes over, they will use the same recipe as the mother and father did, and nothing really changes. In our case, we decided with a pair to actually completely redo these spec books. We obviously had all the experience with the ocean, and we fine-combed through it, and certain elements that are you know, 
great at the ocean that we can use, we'll use, but the other things may be too premium because in the end of the day, the fiscal ocean is a premium vehicle, you know, that goes all the way up to $70,000. So of course it has certain engineering solutions that fits that premium segment. But when we looked at the pair, we wanted to come up with some ideas that has never been done before to achieve our goal of being able to sell this vehicle for 29,900 as a base price and make money on it. And we went through all that and have already gone through all that. We have also gone through how can we lower the cost of the total development? Maybe we do less prototypes, maybe do prototypes at a different stage. There's a whole bunch of things we're going through. Now, I'm not about to, you know, show our menu, just like Coca-Cola doesn't show their ingredients that's lying in some safe somewhere. And so it does here at Fisker. So I'm not going to elaborate more on that. But believe me, it's a pretty exciting program, and it will come out at $29,900. Dan, you asked a question about the bomb, and you asked a question about supply engagement. So I think um, what I'm super excited about is learning more and more about e-architecture from Bukhard and how amazing and lean the e-architecture will be. So I'll uh, pass on to Bukhard to explain a little bit, and then I'll jump back in on the bomb. Yeah, um, let me talk about uh, the central computers. Um, so in, in original or in traditional car manufacturers, you have many ECUs, uh, which are now consolidated to just a few. If you imagine how many ECUs uh, need power supply, need uh, packaging, need um, housing, uh, we can reduce that to just a few. Uh, with this uh, saying, the complexity to consolidating uh, into less computers is, is uh, playing an advantage, not just in regards to uh, owning the software on one hand side and all the features and functions being implemented in those uh, fewer um, computers, but also reducing the complexity uh, with suppliers, reducing the complexity on cost, reducing the complexity of wiring harness. Uh, just a few centralized computers uh, allow you actually to reduce extremely the cost um, from components uh, to wiring harness uh, to EDD. And that is what we are doing currently, um, consolidating into this new architecture, which really becomes now a software driven car, uh, where we see um, the future going. Uh, specifically for PAIR, it allows us to reduce drastically the bomb cost uh, from the EE architecture, although the complexity of uh, the domain computers are increasing. This is a, uh, the advantage of the future EE architecture, which we are implementing into the PAIR. So, so Dan, just to highlight between Hendrik and Bukhard, overall, the car has fewer parts, whether it's electrical components or it's mechanical components. Less material means less cost. Uh, also means that you have less integration, both electrical and hardware, means that your prototyping costs are less, means that your overall overall complexity is less. Um, we, so the way we look at PAIR, we are engineering the entire e-architecture in-house. It's well underway. We are working with, um, uh, we have identified some of our uh, 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 SOCs already. We have identified what chips we want with respect to infotainment, uh, behind the process of finalizing ADAS. And then uh, when it comes to uh, the actual um, uh, 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 body and chassis, the development is being done in-house completely. We are uh, uh, almost final negotiations when it comes to powertrain. So we have identified pretty much all long lead uh, 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 commodities and suppliers. 
All right. In terms of the R&D spend versus this year over last year, I thought that was a really interesting answer. Like once you become part of the club, you start getting the good prizes, but you got to pay your dues first, that kind of thing. I, I thought that was interesting. And we've heard that before from other uh, EV startups for sure. But I think Gita explained it better. Uh, they talked about the Alaska project using a lot of the Fisker Ocean parts, which is awesome because I think the Fisker Ocean is a great car. I'd really like to see before I put any money down what they actually produce and deliver. But on paper, I think it's a great car. Uh, it was I don't know that we knew this before, but the platform that they're using is the FT32 platform uh, for their underpinnings of their vehicle. And we got a little bit more information on the Fisker pair, but this is where I am going to leave it today. I want to thank everybody for emailing in that they finished Investor Day. I was actually shocked. I have a lot of stickers to, to send out. I, I'm shocked how many people not only finished, but uh, emailed in to let me know that they had finished. That's awesome. So my plan tomorrow is to answer your emails because I haven't gotten back to everybody yet and then also start shipping out stickers. So so thank you everyone for the feedback and the personal stories. Again, I, I haven't got to all of them, but I will. So I appreciate it, each and every one of you. And if you haven't heard, uh, if you made it through all three episodes of Tesla Investor Day, even if you haven't, I'll still do it. You just email me, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com, and I'll send you some kilowatt stickers, which I think are very cool. For those who are uh, listening to both this podcast and my other podcast, Shuffle Playlist, that I do with my buddy Chris, I released the newest update, our newest episode. We only release episodes every two weeks. And this week, we talk about My Pizza, My World, which is kind of like a folksy, punk, bluegrass band. It is, it's really good music. There's a little ragtime. You got horns. It's not like thrashy like punk, but it's punk in spirit. So... I'll put a link in the show notes for everybody. All right, that is it for me today. If you want to email me again, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. I am on Twitter at 918digital. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you on Friday. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.